sanguine. Yeah, we are a community of faith that are optimistic. We are discovering the mystery and intrigue of a walk of faith. So welcome. So excited you're here today. Hey, you sanguine community, you group of awesome, divinely sculpted <laughs> misfits. Yeah, you are created for a unique and divine and special purpose. And you just don't fit into a traditional mold. And that's okay, because there is a place for you here. Matter of fact, I desire you to be a part of this because I love how uniquely created you are and that you think outside of the box. Man, that is, you are my tribe. So welcome to the Sanguine Podcast, where we go after that ancient lover of us. Yeah, yeah. Some of you know him by Jesus Christ. Some of you know him as just when you're in trouble and you're saying, oh God, if you just save me, I'll serve you forever. Yep, that's the same one. So if you're outside the faith, inside the faith, you will fit here. Will I probably offend you? I hope so, because that gets you thinking and that gets you searching on your own. So don't leave. Don't turn me off unless you really, it's like you say, wow, this is such a waste of time. Well, then turn me off, but otherwise don't. I am sitting here podcasting, as many of you know, in my closet because it's a great podcasting area because the clothes absorb the sound. And so but coming back from a camping trip with a bunch of the sanguine community that meets here locally. And I'm like scratching the heck out of my legs because those mosquito bites are still there. <laughs> it's just like, I think I'm fine. I'll go like 12 hours and then all of a sudden it's like, wow. And just scratching my legs till they're almost bloody. So, uh, oh, I think I'm done. Oh gosh, that feels so good. I, you're just like, oh Tom, this is such a weird, I'm sorry. You guys, I have had quite the morning. I I have just been like stressing myself out. I finally had to take a break and just say, and I don't know if any of you have done this, but this is a fantastic technique I learned a while ago. But when I get really stressed out or I have a lot of in, intense emotions and yes, as a man, you can have intense emotions. I know you women out there, you're just like, oh, whatever is it? <laughs> I have had to digest my stress and emotions this morning. And you're like, what do you mean by that? I just, I tell myself that this is passing. And in my mind, I use my imagination. You guys know that I love the imagination. I think it's one of the greatest gifts that God has given us. And it is, needs to be partnered with faith. But I just imagine that like stress and uh, those intense emotions, it's just like they're breaking down and they're passing away. And it's, it's like, it's like when you eat something bad and you maybe like have to take Rolaids or some digestive enzyme help it pass, I began to input scriptures into my mind and uh, began to help those intense things pass because they're just perceptions. They're not the reality of my life, but they're perceptions. So I've had to do that this morning. So it's already been an intense morning and man, I'm still scratching these bug bites. I'm just, I'm kind of stopped before literally I start bleeding. But you guys know I've been talking and we've been on the subject and we're talking about the armor of God. And those of you that have been listening, you probably figured out that we're in Ephesians chapter six. And you know, because you guys are good and you went out there and found it for yourself. Well, today I just want to talk about one small but very important aspect of the armor of God. We had talked about the shield of faith, like as being an offensive weapon. It's like as you're charging and invading the enemy, that's when you need your shield, not when you're retreating. So the connotation is that we as Christians are to be on the offensive. 
And then we talked about our identity as children of God and that we have readiness and peace as we're in a relationship with God and that we can go out there and we can have a calmness from our relationship. Well, today I want to talk about the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Well, let's just start with the basics. What's a belt do? (laughs) Yeah, it holds your pants up. (laughs) Interrupting again your regularly scheduled program because you might not know but there is this wonderful adventure out there full of mystery intrigue and optimism that is a life of faith of the faith with jesus christ and so i'm just taking this quick moment to tell you if your life is boring and dull and you're a christian wake up if your life is boring and dull and you're not a christ one come on in it's fun listen to some of the other podcasts and there are many ways just say hey i'm interested god is listening right yep all right (laughs) man i hope tom is interesting today we are going to return you to dom all right tom get up why do your pants need to be held up because those are your private parts Now, I am, those of you that have kids and stuff, and maybe you're listening, I'm just going to warn you, some of this content is not going to be explicit, but I'm going to talk about those private parts, and I'm going to talk about the intent, like from my perspective, and what God says about those private parts. For one, God is the one that designed them at the very beginning in the garden, and those privates were on display, as was the whole rest of humankind, Adam and Eve, naked in their fullness, and there was no shame. So those body parts from the very beginning have no shame. Those parts that a man has and a woman has, call them an innie and an outie, doesn't matter, but there was no shame and there was no regret. There was nothing around those at the beginning. And we always have to go back to the original intent to really understand. And so at the very beginning, it wasn't until sin came in that some connotations came around those and that they had to be covered up and that they were evil. But God designed them originally to be on display and to be pleasurable and to be things that were representative because in the new testament and even in song of songs you know there is the reference with the bride and the bridegroom we the church because you and you and you and i are the church we are the bride in reference and christ is the bridegroom and there is going to be a wedding and so the imagery is that there is a coming together as an intimacy and so for a man and a woman right those parts come together and those of you that are in like the covenant of marriage, and some of you are just like, oh, I, don't, I already don't like this guy. The covenant of marriage, he's just, he's an old stuffy, like, oh, that, that, you know. Hey, I'm just going to tell you from experience of doing it the wrong way, and you can argue with me, but I'm going to tell you from the truth of scriptures and from doing it the wrong way, and remember that God's desire is for us to be whole and well. So if your perceptions are that he desires to punish you and stuff, then you won't get this because you've got to go back a few steps and get this. But within the covenant of marriage, and God has set that up, that it is a reenactment and it is a display and it is something that we can use to gauge intimacy with God. And it is designed to be whole and full and full. What I mean, it's not just an act. It's engaging of spirit to spirit and a fullness and an immersion 
and even the imagery for you adults as you're thinking about this you have to go there because this is god's design he designed it on multiple levels for one for us to understand the desire he has for us in a relationship and some of you are going to have a really hard time going there it's going to be a struggle to engage your imagination but that act of like sex within the covenant of marriage is so it's perfect imagery of like the bridegroom's desire for us and that as they come together the fullness of that now number two god loves us and he knows what will bring us that absolute most pleasure and so it is for us to enjoy and you're just like well why within the covenant of marriage because marriage and even as christians we come into a covenant relationship with god okay as we accept jesus as a burden bearer and we come into a relationship with him there's a covenant between us and there is truth and there is this like bond and so within the covenant of marriage that is well let me maybe try this as a a different angle because we're talking about the belt of truth and the truth is is that sex is designed to be happened within the covenant of marriage and so anything else is not truth and it is a sin it is missing the mark and i am going to step on toes here i'm sorry and you guys i can step on these toes because i have been here i am not somebody who has got it perfect my entire life i haven't i have messed it up so i can speak from experience and i am speaking from experience and i'm going to tell you some things that you need to understand because we convince ourselves of lies and it's just like well we love each other isn't that the same as marriage it is not marriage you actually have to go to the courthouse it is a legal transaction but it is also a spiritual um, I don't know if transaction is the right word, but it is an agreement. It is a binding agreement and that you have to have it legally undone. And so sex is so powerful that it needs and God designed it to happen within those things. Because if you don't know this, and many of you may not, and I'm going to give you some powerful truths here. And so you really need to pay attention to this. But the scripture talks about that as you have sex outside of marriage, you are joined with that person. Okay. It is a spiritual connection and you are tied to them. And in that is like an umbilical cord. There is a flow. And so often people that have premarital sex, they will have things in their life that just don't make sense because there is an outside influence. The Old Testament, it talks about being cleaved together. And so when you don't have the belt of truth around your waist and your pants are down, literally, okay, because you have abandoned truth or you have taken the belt off because you don't believe you long, no longer need it because it's restrictive. It's restricting your lifestyle. It's restricting your fun. And I'll tell you within the Christian community, this is so prevalent that it's like that is restricting and old fashioned. How can that be? Why do I have to wait? Until I'm married. And unfortunately, the old guard, the old generation, I'm trying not to be part of that, but they have not talked to the younger generation about the detriments because, right, sex is fun, sex feels great, and it is like it's something that you want to do. But no one has talked about the consequences of doing it out of bounds, okay? And you know, it's like, I don't like that, it's out of bounds. And, but sex outside the covenant of marriage, outside truth, because the scripture talks about truth. And a lot of people escape this, but I've been an outside observer and I've been an inside observer in my own life. And when I believe the line, I'm just like, oh, if we love each other, we'll be fine. Guys, it wasn't until years later and I started asking myself, why? 
do these bad things always happen? And then God highlighted it's because you let your belt down and your pants or you took your belt off and your pants fell down and you became vulnerable. And now you have this umbilical tie into your life. And it is a flow of darkness and sin. Remember what sin is, is death. Okay. It may not kill you physically, but it's bringing death into your life. Like Murphy's law, the things that can go wrong will go wrong. Instead of for Christians, it's the opposite. It's the things that can go right will go right. Okay. Now Christians can take that belt off and drop their pants because I am one of them. And that happened. Okay. Now it is with my lovely bride now, but we had to break that thing that happened before we were in the covenant of marriage and then we reestablish it healthy so those of you that are out there they're believing the lie it's like oh well we're eventually gonna get married i am sorry you're gonna not like this but i care about you and so i'm gonna tell you the truth that you are allowing death and destruction into your life and if you're looking around and wondering why can't i get ahead or why don't things work out and i love them you know it is such Here's the thing that I always go back to. Here's the hope in this. Right now, at a moment's notice, you can change and you can make things right. If this is the person that you believe is in your future, one, stop having sex right now. And if you can't and you know that it's going to be forever, then go get married. You can do that so fast. And if it's not, then you need to break the relationship. But the belted truth is to protect one of the most powerful things that God created. It enables us to procreate. It enables us to relate to like our Savior, the bridegroom, and understand his desire. What the belt of truth protects is so powerful, but when that belt's off and your pants are down, that is the most powerful inroad into your life for destruction. Okay, it is it is like worse than a venereal disease because your chances realistically are pretty fair not to get one, right? But every time you have sex with somebody, and excuse me for being crass, with your hand, you are tied. You have a tie. You have an influence that has come into your life. And some of you are just, you know, some of you are shutting me down, but some of you, your eyes are wide open and your jaw is dropped. And I hope that's the case because there is a powerful truth here that can set you free. You can begin to break those. And just let me give you a simple thing. You confess what you did is wrong. Okay. According to the truth of scriptures, and maybe you have to dive in and find where it says that it's not going to be that hard for you to find. And yeah, I could tell you, but I don't think there's value in telling you that. I think there's value in you finding it out because you want your freedom and you want to break those ties that are now bringing death into your life that you maybe acted out ignorantly. And I'll tell you, there are a lot of people acting things out ignorantly out there. So you confess then you repent. What is repentance? That is, it is words, but it's also action that you turn and move in the other direction. And then you ask for forgiveness from who? Well, that one that loves you so much. And he desires for you to be free. He doesn't desire to bring condemnation. He wants you free. He wants you so free that he's willing to use somebody like me that you happen to be listening to. Yeah, he'll use anything, right? We could go to that Old Testament scripture. And yeah, I know sometimes I'm like that Old Testament scripture. Some of you are out there, you know, and you're laughing because you're like, oh yeah, Balaam. Yeah, go go find it, okay? We interrupt this regularly scheduled program for a fantastic announcement. If you're on the wide path to destruction, good news! 
Jesus wants to take you down the narrow path into the narrow gate that's hard to enter into this wonderful life. How do you do that? Well, on this regularly scheduled, non-scheduled program, I'm going to tell you that Jesus died and took all those guilty shortcomings that you have, and he took them away. He bore your burdens. And so quick, down and easy, but I recommend that you listen to previous podcasts to find the long detailed answer. You accept the work he did and repent for those things that you did and beep, you're in. Beep. We now return you to the regularly scheduled program. And then the last thing is you begin to speak blessing on yourself that you will find a, a whole... <laughs> How do I say this? You are going to live a whole and wholesome life and that you are going to find fulfillment and joy and passion within the covenant of marriage. So those of you that are out there justifying, just stop. And I'll tell you, there's this awful movement that's happening right now, even within the Christian community and young people like girls saying they're going to save themselves from marriage. Well, they end up having sex, just not vaginal sex, okay? And you guys are like, oh, he's using all those words. Yes, I am. And I'm probably going to have to mark this podcast as explicit, but you need to get that, okay? Any kind of sex or penetration falls into this category. So if it happens on the other side, it's still, yep, yep, yep. All that stuff you can think about, yep, it all falls into there. And so you need the belt of truth. You are so vulnerable if you don't have them because that holds up your pants, which protects you. Okay, this is like physical, but this is way more spiritual in the imagery because those parts, that is, and some of you, you don't like this because you got a little bit of that religious spirit, okay? And hey, no condemnation. I've carried around a lot of it for a lot of years and I continue to shed it. And when it shows it up, I try to get more of it away. But that is the essence of God, that your private parts bring life. God is a life giver. What does God desire? God desires intimacy. Okay, that is the essence of who he is. He wants to be in an intimate, the absolute close relationship. So you, as a believer, you need that belt of truth. You need it on you as it radiates truth and it gives you a reason to do those hard things because you are eliminating death and you're protecting yourself from the death of sin. And if you are somebody, and I hate to say this, you have deluded yourself and you're living in the delusion and you think nothing's wrong, I hope and pray that this pricks your consciousness enough that I'm just pissing you off and you're going to find out for yourself. Please, please, I hope that's true. You could just like discard me from your entire life, but if you get this, and it changes your life and you get things right, I I don't care if I ever see you again, it was worth it for me because my desire as I draw closer to Christ and I have experienced the pain and agony of this, I don't want anybody else to do it and I want you to live the fullest life possible. So if you're in delusion, if you even think you're in delusion, just join me right now because I'm gonna finish up, but I'm just gonna pray, Holy Spirit, I think I may be deluding myself. If that's true, I give you permission to wake me up, to like snap me, to slap me, to do something to wake me up because I don't want to miss freedom here. 
Oh, my friends, yep, I'm a little lit up. I pray and declare that you're going to get the freedom you need. And you young people, you're hearing this and you're smart and you're going to protect yourself and you're going to put that belt of truth around your waist. Have a fantastic week. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.